following the calling of God. In our first reading, we have this wonderful prophet being called to go to Nineveh and change the people's hearts because God was going to condemn them. They're all going to be destroyed. But he gave them one last hope. So here is this wonderful prophet going through the city. It's interesting they say it's such a large city, it took three days to walk through it. That would be like walking from here to Polson. That's how large this city was. And everyone changed their lives. They all reformed. They got sackcloth. Itchy, scratchy. Hard to wear. Yet they saw the need for repentance in their lives. Everyone, from the lowest to the head of the city, changed their lives. And God saw this. And with his great compassion, he forgave them. He did not destroy that city. Then the Lord today, as he's walking by the Sea of Galilee, he comes across Peter and Andrew. They're there taking care of their nets. He just walks up to them and says, come follow me. What do they do? They immediately leave everything to follow him. They leave their families, their occupation, to follow him. When the Lord asks us to do something, how well do we respond to his calling? He walks a little further. Then he sees the two sons of Zebedee, James and John. They're there with their father, all the hired men. Come follow me. They leave everything there as well and immediately go and follow him. To follow the Lord is such an important part of who we are. And we cannot segregate our life from one aspect to another. If we truly believe that we are Catholic, then we need to follow all the principles of the Catholic Church. We cannot say, oh, it's okay to do this, but not do this. If we're truly going to be Catholic, we have to follow the principles in every aspect of our lives. And that's going to be a challenge. But if we truly are baptized in the faith that we profess, then we need to follow that conviction. Here are these four wonderful men leaving everything behind. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what was going to happen to them. But there was something so dramatic about the Lord that they needed to follow him. Why can't we see that same grace that comes to us from the Lord? That calling that we are given in baptism to follow the Lord. When we bring children for baptism, we have an obligation to baptize them fully into the gift that they've been receiving, the grace of God. And they can only do that if they know what they're practicing. How well do we help them in their journey of faith? How do we help one another in that journey of faith to respond to the incredible power of God's mercy and grace in each and every one of our lives?
from the moment of conception to natural death, we have an obligation to live the life that we've been called to live. Celebrating God's mercy, yes, but also challenging one another to the articles of our faith. The incredible gift that all of these disciples have been given in each one of their callings. We've been called. We've been given the incredible gift of the sacraments. Baptism, confirmation, Eucharist. The Eucharist that we celebrate here today. The power of Jesus Christ being given to us freely. That's what grace is. A gift given freely. All God asks is us to respond. To listen to his word. The great gift that we're given in the liturgy. The two parts of the liturgy. Word and Eucharist. To respond to each one in a very wonderful and loving way. We've been given that spirit. Maybe be open to the power of God's love working in us this very moment. That he loves us so much. Willing to offer his own son for our lives. That we can respond with generosity and grace for one another. Challenging and loving. What wonderful gifts. The Lord help us in that journey of faith. Helping one another to be true witnesses of our Christianity. In loving and caring for one another.